0: Welcome to the Game Deflators podcast, episode 45. My name is John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody. Here at the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about games
1: we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and sometimes we like to wander around in the halls
0: with uh, lots of guns and creepy dudes. Dude, they're they're cops and guards. Uh Hey, it's all creepy to me, man. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. Lots of blood and gore in that game too. We're talking about our inflation deflation, by the way, which we will get to later on in the segment, probably in the thirty-five minute mark. Hopefully, you know, I really feel, uh, I feel the
1: Halloween spirit coming in. You know, like we've got the the PSL is out at Starbucks.
0: We're uh, starting to see. You know, I decorated my house. Did already. you really just say PSL for pumpkin spice latte? Yeah, man. You made an acronym. Is that an acronym that's yeah. tw- no, like trending come on. right now, or is no, that no? A- that's Brian?
1: that's. That's, your... That's a
0: Ryan acronym? No, no.
1: This is a white girl acronym. Okay. It's been out there. I didn't establish the PSL. It's just what it
0: is. Gotcha. Well, I identify but as a I white girl. But I feel the spirit, apparently. and I
1: feel like playing this game was a
0: good, kind of a good, you know, into the, the spooky-ish. So what you're saying is that our next game should be Nightmare Before Christmas? I don't know. I'm just saying maybe we can start leaning this way. I know it's still only uh Hey, look! If Walmart's got their dire- their uh, decorations up right now for Halloween, we can get our games in for hey, Halloween. Hobby
1: Lobby already has Christmas. Ah, oh, uh, dude, Hobby Everyone Lobby. Everyone knows
0: there's no good holiday games, but we'll see what we could do. Yeah, we'll see what happens. No, we got some good holiday games. We'll we'll find something. It'll be special. for Well, this
1: anyways, we'll get to some more of that a little later on. Uh,
0: John, how was your week? What'd you get up to? So, obviously, we had an awesome weekend doing some axe throwing this this past week. So it was pretty sweet uh gaming wise we obviously enjoyed kicking some ass in a super smash bros well not really that was more of a zach kicking our ass
1: well and then i
0: went and played him later this week and
1: and got crushed no it was it was pretty good but he was playing on random so i think it was a little
0: a little unfair yeah but i kept switching my character too i just deliberately switched to a character dude my new main of samus so much easier to play like I, i just absolutely love playing with samus so. Oh, we did check out the DLC characters. He got
1: the uh, DLC character pack. Mm-hmm. So we got to play as a hero and
0: Joker and Banjo and... Um, oh, sweet. Yeah. Nice. I'll have to give that a shot, man. Um, outside of that, I know we played some Mario Kart, which was pretty sweet. And that was about it. So um, as far as my pickups, though, for this week, I know you are absolutely dreading me saying this right now, but... Limited Run Games had Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl for like, their collector's edition at 85 bucks. Now, I say that we use this
1: opportunity. Those who have listened in the past, we've had some curt words to say about Limited Run Games. And I don't know if I've yet forgiven them for what they called an E3 presentation, but... Oh, I I'll I never think, forgive them for that. I think that you purchasing this game, we can use as an olive branch to reach out and say, you know what, Limited Run Games, we, we're glad that you do what you do, despite what we've said in the past, and maybe we can bury this issue before, you know, the internet
0: even knows about it. Or us. Um, <laughs> so, basically, this particular collector set has this pretty sweet container for the game itself. Has like a twenty-four by thirty-six poster and a soundtrack and a whole bunch of other like really cool things that come in it. It was eighty-five bucks, a standard, and it's also an NES cartridge, so it's literally a cartridge to play on your NES. Well, now, we saw that really cool limited to Run booth too when we were at the uh, oh yeah, Con game, a few weeks ago. Yeah, Game on Expo. Um, yeah, but you know they had a few things like they were selling old games that they've had in their you know system for a while, so that was pretty. I cool. I like the idea of the uh, mystery box that yeah they had was that actually, was interesting that was pretty sweet and at least it was labeled out by like you know console and such now if you frequently buy limited run games i could see that being an issue if you go to a con and you're like oh look a mystery box of one of your games uh but then again they could very well be like hey look if you already have it we'll allow you to swap it out i've gotten some of my favorite
1: stuff from uh mystery boxes at the last day of cons
0: mm-hmm Oh, yeah, some good stuff there in Mystery Box. I actually know a guy, but that's what he does for business is Mystery Boxes. Um, But, yeah, so this particular game, uh, it does come in an actual cartridge. You can play it on your NES. It's a standard, or not standard, but it's a a brawling game. You know, it's a a beat-em-up in a sense uh, for the NES. So I'm pretty stoked because it is a new NES title. And uh, if it was just like an NES cartridge for display, I never would have touched this with a 10-foot pole, ever. Like, it just never would have happened. Because I've seen them do, like, uh, Turok, for example. They did a metal commemorative case of some sort or metal cartridge that you couldn't play. What the hell's the point of having a commemorative cartridge? Like, I don't want that. I want to physically be able to play it on my console. So Mm. I picked up two of these uh, with the movie of Jalen, Silent Bob coming out. I figure it's a good opportunity to have an extra to trade it or just sell it, you know. And uh, these were limited to... I think it was 5,000 limited editions worldwide. So, oh, wow. yeah, I mean, they're going to have like a ton of the regular editions going out, but, um, you know, having a limited edition sealed at 5,000 limited copies, like that's, that's pretty cool. So, that was the big pickup. And I understand that you had a pickup this week as well. Uh, so this week I,
1: uh, splurged a little i finally i mean this is probably the first time i've actually spent money on a game in like a month or so but i uh i went ahead and bought space invaders infinity gene now anybody that's never heard of this i had this probably back on my like iphone 3 or something way back in the day uh it's a pretty fun uh mobile game it's not that long it's not that deep but it's a really cool take on Space Invaders and mixing it up and adding some new stuff to it. I enjoyed it a lot in the past when I played it, and uh, there was a really good video that came out this week uh, that I want to recommend, and they mentioned it in there. It was, So uh,
0: what makes us different from your standard Space Invaders?
1: Uh, so it's not standard space invaders because it's it's a whole like there's a level progression where one level leads into the next but they're all different it's not just like you get this pattern of one screen space invaders that move close to you you have like different ships that you unlock you progress through like different levels that are more of like uh, i guess like think about like a how a star Fox level is different than a space invaders level. Like you travel from one place conceivably to the next, even though you're, you know, in the same kind of screen space, except it looks more like space invaders. Gotcha. That makes sense. You know, um, but he did a really good uh, video on game makers toolkit on design icons, a new series he's launching with space invaders as the first one. And that's what triggered this game in my memory And it was a lot of fun to go back and revisit it and play it. I don't really think it's optimized. Like it has a really old screen pop up when you download saying that it may not be compatible. So, you know, purchase at your risk if it is or isn't compatible with your device. But it was five bucks might be a little too much, but uh, it is something that if you've got a few bucks laying around and you want to check something out on mobile that is different and interesting and from an earlier age of mobile gaming i would check it out because it's definitely this was when i was more into mobile gaming and games weren't as viciously predatory as they are now and they weren't as deep in a way that gets you caught up in different areas like i hate playing mobile games now because You go in, you try to play the game, and the first half hour is the game explaining to you the very, very basics of how, like, the currency-layered system works, and it's all this stuff to just trap you in and have, like, all these things that, like, just let me get a game that's fun and understandable and I can sink my teeth into and kind of get the hang of, and, I mean, I probably put, you know, five hours into this game that I spent five bucks on, and... I feel not ripped off by it. Unlike if I spent five bucks in any other game to get a random draw on mobile. I'm just absolutely
0: shocked that you spent more than five dollars on a game. No, it was five dollars. It's four ninety nine. Okay. So more than a dollar, I'm sorry. <laughs> right? More than a uh, dollar in a game. But in bigger
1: news, this week I finally beat Zone of the Enders. For PlayStation Two, except it was the HD remake. I finally beat it. So you beat it for PlayStation Three. Yeah, I beat it, and it felt really good. I've never beaten this game in my life. This was this was what it was all about was doing this, and uh, the game kind of sucks. <laughs> Honestly, the game kind of sucks. Like I, I was right at the end. Like it took me probably two and a half hours to beat the game last night. And a lot of that was like a long cut scene with character that the motivations were all weird. The writing is so weird. It makes you... Think about who made that game. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it's a five-hour game. And, you know, probably a half hour of that is story stuff. And it just doesn't matter. And ultimately, the combat doesn't really matter. Like, the scope of it is so small and it's just a poorly laid out game like well, it's got a two-player mode right it has a versus like arcadey fighting mode yeah but nothing with the story and i did plenty of that as a kid i probably played more of that as a kid because i never actually beat the game And it's like, now that I think back, it's like, how did I not beat a six hour game that was this easy? Well, you just got to ask yourself, is my name Ryan? Well, there's this whole weird system where like there's levels. You can level up in the game. Mm -hmm. It's never explained what those levels do. There's no real perceivable difference in the levels as you achieve them. But enemies, when they are of a higher level, are much more difficult and use different attacks and they actually have like a leveled up ai it seems like a level two raptor you can just charge it and stab it and it doesn't do anything but like a level six raptor will do like a counter slash as you try to approach it so they have definite perceivable differences in level but when you level up it doesn't even tell you you leveled up the you number know, just changes on the screen and the bar starts at the bottom again. It if you use the cheat codes which I remember from the PS2 to refuel your ammo, it takes a level away when you use the code.
0: So I have no idea what that means. It's just a thing I remember. So good point cuz that was ac- Zoe has been on my list of games that I need to complete cuz like you I played a lot of versus mode on it when I was a kid but never did beat the story. Dude, honestly, I would say that
1: having played this game now inflated and having it stretched it out over in- this amount of time, I would say that it uh, it is not worth spreading it out that long. So it's inflated. No, no, I mean time-wise. Like, time-wise, sit down and play this all in one stretch. Like, set seven hours aside and just start to finish the
0: game, but is it worth the money that it's valued uh, at? I actually need to look at what it is. I wanna say the PlayStation 3 version of the two is probably about ten to fifteen dollars. Okay, most. so
1: Zone of the Enders HD collection for PS3, complete in box is seven ninety
0: five, and loose is seven ninety three. So the box is worth two cents. Well, according to that, but I mean, I would say it's probably in the $10 range. What's the GameStop price that should show it on there? Uh, GameStop price? Yeah, just scroll down a little bit. It'll have like Amazon, eBay, and GameStop. Should be on there. And we're looking at price charting for anybody curious. Mm, I don't see it on here. Nope. Okay. Well, either way, do you think it's worth the seven ninety three for that game? So, I
1: haven't played the second one yet. And since this is a two-game collection... I did uh, I did watch the intro animation for the second game, and I am so much more excited to play that now than I was to play the first game over again, especially now that I've... John, I've beaten two games this year. That I've is... beaten two whole games so far. It honestly brings a tear to my eye. I know, so I feel like I'm on a spree. I'm going to turn this energy around and rush right into number two, and then... At the end of the month is when uh, Damon X Machina comes out, so if I can beat Zone of the Enders to the second runner in a timely fashion, I might be able to
0: actually follow through with this crazy plan. <laughs> That'd actually be pretty sweet, dude. Um, so as far as what I'm playing right now, uh, since we hadn't gone in there yet, we beat Ukulele uh, this past weekend. Dude, that game is sweet. I don't care what, it looks like you're going to choke over here. I don't care what anybody says about that game and, you know, about the whole issue with whatever pre-order situation happened with that company. At the end of the day, that game was pretty awesome, man. I would give it a solid 8.5 out of 10 for that game. I mean, after a while, it kind of got a little repetitive because it is a collectathon, And you're just like, all right, I just want to beat this game already. But the overall story was a lot of fun. The different things that you were collecting, there was enough, you know, um, variety in each level and how you did things. You had certain things that like Cardos, the minecart, and like some of his levels, like you had certain things like that, that were the same throughout. But then you had other things like other pages you had to find. And it was a different situation each time that you had to find them, like based on sorry, based on the overall level and the scheme of that level. So I would say there was enough differentiation throughout um enough things that were the same to where it felt new but you felt like you knew what you were doing in each level it wasn't very long it was five levels total and uh, at the end of the day we end up getting 100 percent on that game we got actually a platinum trophied it which is pretty sweet there you go so anybody out there that hasn't played ukulele yet highly recommend it i'm not looking forward to number two though uh number two is now a side scrolling game so instead of having the whole like you know platformer like the 3D platformer style they had now it's basically they're going to have like a top down view for certain areas but then it's going to be more of a side scrolling platformer. Hmm. It's so weird like apparently because of a weird camera angles and other stuff like that they ended up deciding ultimately to do a side scrolling platformer. And now it just basically looks like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze ukulele version. So not really excited about that i'll probably still play it but not too excited now um in other news i after ukulele my wife and i decided to go ahead and start playing yonder cloud catcher which is pretty much like animal crossing meets cutesy like vibrant indie game artwork like it's it's interesting you pretty much travel the world or that particular world, trying to get rid of this thing called the Merc, which is like this big purple overlay on different areas. Um, so you're trying to clean up the world of the Merc and keep everybody in the in the world happy. And you pick up trees and seeds and uh, collect different animals and run your own farm and uh, fish and a whole bunch of other really cool things. So I'm liking it so far. I think we're about 27 percent through. It's only like oh, a wow. 10 or yeah, it's only like a 10 or 12 hour game, surprisingly enough. But there is so much content that we have found so far between uh, building up the farm and trying to find all these items like if you wanted to 100% complete that game, it would take you a while I feel. And then of course I'm still playing Sukadan 2. Uh, I am hoping to get past that ASAP. Right now I'm actually level grinding uh, because I am at the battle with uh, Luca Blight and it is extremely difficult and all of your characters need to be How above many times have you tried? Once, <laughs> and I was like, nope, this is not, good. I mean, it's just hard. There's no way, like at the current state of my, like I have to be level 38 or higher to for all of my characters. So I need to get 18 characters to level 38 or higher. I think right now I'm sitting at about, 18 characters yeah because there's like three waves of characters that you're supposed to use in this battle and this isn't even a final battle that's what's crazy Have you
1: only been training like your main party this whole time and not really thinking about swapping characters so you're going way back and leveling
0: up characters no i mean i've got a number of characters (laughs) that i've used throughout but i do switch them out a lot so there's a lot of characters sitting in the 36 37 range okay so it's not that bad yeah it's not that bad it's just a matter of time commitment yeah time commitment trying to get them all leveled up to 38 equipping them with the right armor and such because some of them might not have high end armor have
1: characters don't you get bonuses for characters that work well together or know each other they unlock
0: certain dialogue and stuff yeah you do there's certain characters that have like um i forget the synergies it kind of i forget the technical term in the game but uh for example my main character and then his sister if they're together and are next to each other it's uh, i think unite and they do like a certain ability, so the two of them kind of come together and end up, you know, hitting the hell out of whichever opponent it is. Uh, right now, my core focus is trying to get as much magic as I can on all the characters uh, that have a higher magic, because it just deals like in the thousands on damage every time it's done. So mm-hmm. that's really my core focus. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, it's finally beat. I'm just only able to hammer out an hour, maybe two, every now and then and uh it's taken a lot longer than i wanted it to yeah i think that um, well, i've also beat three other no, five other games yeah. since i started playing this so yeah you know. you're definitely on a much better record than i am yeah yeah so I, I would say so we'll we'll
1: have to come up with some different terms for this year but we've still got a few months left i still got one more game to go and you know by the time we're both done with these we could start thinking about next year's
0: well, my game was also, I mean, if you consider it a 45-hour RPG or so. That's why I took three games. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what my game will be next year. I've got a ton of games I would love to uh, to play. Maybe Ark the Lad 3 might be the game I choose. I'm not sure, but we'll see. All right. Well, what do we have going on the news this week, John? Uh As far as we recently learned, GameStop. Well, we already knew this a while back, but GameStop has confirmed they are going to be closing 200 stores by end of year. Uh, I think they've already closed like what was like 100 and something stores total so far. Uh, I I don't don't know how many employees have been laid off, but really, the net net is GameStop is not making a ton of money right now. They're losing money each year. Um, Yeah, they uh, they posted a loss of 415.3 million. Yeah, so some poor investments along the way. Uh, Obviously, the... They closed down the ThinkGeek website store? Yep, so that was closed down. Uh, Hopefully, it's removed from stores. Uh, I mean, I like some of that stuff, but it's kind of... It's getting to be a bit too much. Like, when I go into a GameStop, I expect games. I don't expect plushies and T-shirts and, you know, all these random items and crap that I'm never going to use. Like, it's nice to have, but... It should be a smaller section of your store, and I don't know how much your revenue is coming from that stuff, but at the end of the day, you're GameStop, and if that means bringing in retro games, like older games that are currently only available on their website, like bringing that into all your stores, allowing people at trade that in to have it on hand, you know, for those other consumers like us or like myself who like retro games. Um, well, I just feel like you're
1: not the you're not the kind of person, and you know what we talk about here on game deflators and you know definitely from the collector's mentality you wouldn't be going to buy that stuff at at gamestop anyways like if they're market pricing things and trying to participate in the system you're going to call it overpriced every time and you're never going to
0: shop there anyways no not necessarily they actually their retro games are actually priced pretty decently for the most part in fact i was excited when gamestop had announced that they were going to be uh holding retro games you know back what two three years ago and the core reason for that was is by them doing that they set the market in a sense so there were titles that were you know 20 30 bucks through gamestop that in the general ebay market were sitting at 60 well the second gamestop loaded those in prices just started plummeting for a lot of stuff at least i noticed so back then you could pick up starfox like regular Star Fox was like 25 bucks gamestop pops it up for like 10 and that's just an example. I don't remember the exact price point. But, you know, they throw it down for 10 Well, now that Star you Fox game is sitting, to, yeah. yeah, it's going to sit at that price point because that they made the market in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, But, yeah, overall, man, this sucks for the general people that work at GameStop. All that's the store what I
1: took from the article mostly. I mean, every time we see GameStop in the news or every time we talk about our GameStop stuff, I feel like it's generally good memories but not good news for GameStop and really this is just a a way for the people who are higher up in the company they're reorganizing their money they're just saying okay you know we'll just close all these stores we'll keep the most popular stores we'll keep making money and we'll just lay off a bunch of people so I feel bad because there's so many people who have come from working at GameStop and gone on to become crate content creators. I a lot of YouTubers that I watch have worked or spent time near GameStop with people who did work there. One of my best friends worked at GameStop for years, and I've got lots of great memories, but you know, I just think that it's a different age now and As much as I don't enjoy my time at GameStop the way I used to, I still think that having an easy way for young people getting into the workforce to actually get into games in some way, like being a part of the industry, is really hard and it's all some people want to do. And this is just taking away one more opportunity for somebody to be be a part of something that they really like, as unrewarding as it is. And, you know, I feel like we hear articles all the time about how unrewarding it is to be in the games industry from a financial aspect or from a rights aspect. You know, there's so many things that are against the people who are just trying to be a part of it and
0: now they're getting, you know, hacked away again. Well, you know, and I I kind of see it two ways here. So while it sucks that all these people are losing jobs, I mean it comes out to maybe probably about a thousand people. I guess I would say over two hundred stores. You figure an average of five per store, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That might be too low, but at the end of the day, though, would you rather see GameStop go away and then only have mom and pop stores? There's so like there's so few mom and pop stores by having something like GameStop, a conglomerate like that allows for a lot of those titles like for example um uh, xenoblade chronicles came over here exclusively because of gamestop you know the secret of mana hard copy was a gamestop you know exclusive so there's lots of games that they have brought over that have been popular based on you know their you know how they are in the market like their their presence so while it sucks that there's jobs being laid off I still would not want to see a world where there is no GameStop yeah, and that I you're just either. stuck with mom and pop stores. Like, yeah. mom, I love mom and pop stores, but they price every single item at an eBay price point. And you're never going to find, like, like I can go into GameStop and pick up, you know, DuckTales for $20 versus if I go into the mom and pop store right down the road, it's $60 to $80 mm-hmm. because they're going based off the market. You know, GameStop's got tons of copies. So um, did I ever go into detail with you last week, by the way, why that game went up in price? Which game? The DuckTales Remastered. No. So it turns out, and I know it's a little off topic, but it turns out that that game was only released physically for like a three-month period. Mm. So they released on the Wii U and the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 for a limited period of like three or four months, And then that was it. And then it was digital after that. Mm. Well, they've gone ahead and taken it off of digital stores. So Mm. hence be wanting to get hard copies because digital copies are going away. Okay. I got you. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my point on it, dude. You know, I'd, I'd rather see them survive. And if that means cutting some people and at the end of the day, those people will find other jobs. Well,
1: and you know, the perks of being in that industry aren't very many. Like I remember back in the day, uh, friends that i knew that worked at gamestop they were going to e3 because they were in the industry now there was lots of ways to be in the industry like technically i think we could be considered in the industry we've gotten media passes to another convention yeah technically we so are yeah we're in the industry but it's like back in the day when e3 wasn't open to everybody this was like that little perk it's like you know you could work at target where i worked or you work next door to target at gamestop where my friend worked you know he had that one little thing that gave him that little edge even though i worked in electronics we had very similar jobs but his
0: was always that much cooler than mine well yeah because he was just video games yeah and he got to see all the cool titles come through mm-hmm. um but yeah anything else on that man i mean i, I think we've talked fun about GameStop st- before
1: yeah fun story uh i knew the guy that uh made it so that game startup employees weren't allowed to bring their uh, PSPs into work anymore because he was like pirating all the games and just burning the copies of the games while he was at work and he got caught and they like shut the whole thing down.
0: Oh, damn, dude. Oh,
1: yeah. It was crazy.
0: I'm sure other people did it, but yeah, if he was the first one caught. I mean, that's, that's how I heard the story. I didn't work there, but that's what I heard wells screw him (laughs) well that being said let's move on to our ea cloud gaming launch surprise okay so uh this one is coming to us from the
1: verge by uh what's the name there chain gartenberg gartenberg so uh in this article they're talking about ea's launching their own cloud gaming service they're launching it with a small selection of uh, EA titles that you can choose from, which include, com- let's see, dude, you're got killing me here. You must FIFA 19 Titanfall 2, need for speed rivals and unravel. And I mean, that's a, that's a good amount of things for people to test out and see what they like. But I'm over this man. I am so tired of everybody wanting a piece like Google stadia, Google Stadia looks interesting, Google Stadia looks cool, you know what the best part about Google Stadia is, is EA's nowhere near it, like, I don't know what people think about Google, Uh, they decided that, you know, don't be evil wasn't a good enough slogan for them anymore, so I guess beware of that, but for the most part, that seems like something Google can pull off. EA sucks. I don't believe that EA is going to put forth a product that is deserving of my money and just me personally. This is not a slew of titles that I'm like crazy excited to play. Like none of these are even anything that I've looked at playing when they were brand new titles or was excited about before they
0: came out even. Well, Ryan, without EA... How would you ever have loot boxes in your streaming service? Well, I mean, here's your subscription service. Yeah, maybe they can give me a chance
1: to have a subscription. Maybe like maybe I could pay five dollars a month
0: to not instead have loot boxes. Of Ten
1: dollars a month just to have a chance at being able to use their service.
0: Yeah, that's true, man. Maybe you're you have like loot boxes that allow you to, uh, you know. Oh, See sweet. what I got four are. hours of need for speed time. Yeah, or, oh my god, I'm actually going to be able to play this at 20 megabytes a second instead of five.
1: Yeah, I just, this is stupid. I think it's dumb. I don't want every, you know, game company, publisher, uh, even indie studios. Like, there's all kinds of ways to market games, and I don't think that having these all competing against each other is a good idea. Now, that's not to say that I don't participate in, you know, Switch Online service. Now you have Super Nintendo games coming to that as well as the NES games. For 20 bucks a year, that's becoming a much more respectable thing. And then you've got uh, PS Plus, Xbox Live Gold. You know, there's lots of different plans out there Those are already in place. That's something we're already used to. This is a whole different thing that's outside of that. And maybe it'll be good for people who are, you know, like, let's say there's a Madden package. There's a Madden package for, or not Madden, but an NFL package for your cable provider. What if all you want is the new sports games every year and you could pay 10 bucks a month and that averages out to about the price of three sports games. So you get your FIFA, you get your NBA, and you get your Madden every year and you call it good. Yeah, or I mean, I I guess that to could your work, point. But I don't wanna see everybody I don't wanna keep cutting off ten dollars a week, ten dollars a month,
0: you know, for all these different services. It's already getting enough. Yeah, I feel you, man. So I was actually uh Some of the notes I took down on this article in particular. So I do like one thing: the fact that they are testing it prior to launch. So they're going through; it's a it's a beta in a sense, right? They're allowing people to test this network. They're checking speeds. They want to make sure that this runs properly. Hundred percent cool with that. But I agree with you one hundred percent on there's way too many of these now. So just right off the top of my head, you've got. You know, there's the Epic Library, the Steam Library. I mean, you're not necessarily paying subscription fees for that. but No, those you know, are just those launchers. Are, those are just launchers in a sense. And those but, are only for PC. But there's exclusive games tied to those, which is now less of a convenience. We're talking about having to log into a variety of different apps. There's not a single sign-on for any of this. Well, all of these games have physical releases. Well, yeah. so you would need a console but the route we're going you know with digital i mean the ps5 and whatever xbox scarlet may be the last physical you know consoles that we experience pc is already digital like for the most part it's completely digital you don't i mean you install the game and then you're done like there's nothing else to it and then everything else is patched through and installs so or uh updates but just looking at the other ones are like Amazon. You've got a subscription you got to pay for on that. You got Hulu, your Netflix, Netflix, Hulu, Verve, Crunchyroll, Disney, Funimation, yep, Disney, all of those. Like there's just so many HBO Go. And then on top of that, Apple just went ahead and released their you know version of a, a Play Store. You know mm. their own subscription service for gaming, and that's like 4.99 a month. Where the hell is this going to stop? Is it going to be to where you have like this huge battle of all these different You know, subscription services coming out, and then somebody's going to come out on top, and these other ones are just going to hemorrhage money and have to close it down. I mean, I I
1: wouldn't be surprised if they end up reverting even closer down because it's like, what's it come down to? You know, if you're paying all this 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 12 bucks, seven bucks, all these chunks per month, like, why not just take it to, okay, well, you're not really using it that much. What if we just said it's three bucks a week? You know that way, if it's a week that you're not using it, but if you just want to use it once that week, you only pay the three bucks. It's like renting a movie on Amazon. Like Amazon doesn't need to charge you four dollars to rent a movie and then only let you watch it for twenty four hours from that first time you activate That's it. So They dumb. could let you have it for a whole week
0: for a dollar, and it wouldn't cost them any more money. No, not at all. Well, I mean, there might be some some actual um royalties and such need to be paid though that could be one of the core reasons you know if i've got to pay this company x amount or x percentage of my revenue like four dollars up front 24 hours makes sense from a financial standpoint but from well, a consumer standpoint it's blockbuster stupid. landed out that's different that's longer physical media and they kind of i think they just purchased rights okay so um the other thing on this two man is uh it, it's just like you said too many subscription prices. At this point, look at it from the component of uh, Hulu and Netflix and all that and cable companies. People are like, oh, I don't want to pay, you know, $80, $90 a month for cable, but I'll pay, you know, $10 for Hulu, $10 for Netflix, $10 for Amazon. Like, I'm going to go ahead and do, uh, what's here on Sling TV, start packing in like Apple TV and all these other things. Well, now you're looking at like $70, $80 a month yeah. for this a la carte packaging. when. Maybe cable providers can just do a la carte packaging. Oh, you only want five channels? Okay, here's what it costs. Oh, you only want to play, you know, two games a month or 20 hours a month? here it is. Is it starting to get
1: more pervasive? You know, and we could see EA doing this. EA's leading the charge, just like they did with loot boxes. So, you know, this is going to be the new trend, and we'll see how many years it takes for this one to burn out. But, you know enough of that what's new what's coming out there's got give me some good news there's got to be something better to think about than
0: my money going away to stuff that i don't care about how about your money going away to another crappy resident evil game i know you're pretty excited but uh well, project I... resistance uh it's pretty much from what we've seen in the trailer it, it hints to it there's no announcements yet we'll hear more at tokyo game show expo more on that in a minute uh but project resistance looks like a multiplayer resident evil i am hoping to god it is not a battle royale resident evil no 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 this looks like a lot more of a left for dead
1: situation which the left for dead train totally passed me i wasn't involved in that but i in my you know dabblings and in my seeing other people play it It's an interesting idea, and I would really like to see a Resident Evil approach to that format, that same uh, replayable, uh, long-form game uh, that's four-player co-op, but with more of that Resident Evil aspect to it. Like, I really enjoy, you know, the item management system in Resident Evil and having only so many slots. I like the, you know more brooding atmosphere and i would like to see a multiplayer zombie game focused on those aspects and less on more of the you know fast-paced arcadey left for dead kind of feel
0: yeah well i'm personally not a huge resident evil fan i mean i've liked the series in the past and played a few of the games but it's not one that i've always for one thing i'm a scaredy cat when it comes to a lot of horror games hence why there's so many on my shelf that have been unopened um, but this does seem like something that if I were to get like a Left 4 Dead style because I did enjoy Left 4 Dead uh, I would probably play it in all honesty see and also I uh, I made a note here I would
1: love to see if they're going to do something with VR with this because well, you Resident had... Evil 7 was in VR Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they could bring VR to this in a way because that would be that would be not something that you would experience really together in a room, but to be online in a like multiplayer VR horror game, that would be really interesting. Cause I feel like if you can get the other player characters reactions down in a way that you can like see them reacting, seeing other people afraid is like the next step for like, horror vr is seeing
0: other people the way you would see people get scared in a haunted house i could see that being a pretty cool feature down the road man that'd be pretty sweet actually yeah that sounds badass well we'll see with the new vr coming out in the next i guess next year or so for yeah. playstation 4 how it ends up panning out um i don't know if we have want to cover too much more on the resident evil project but you know for anybody that it's just a short trailer yeah any check it out we'll have a a link uh, to the trailer itself but some other things that are going to be shown at tokyo game show expo little nightmares 2 a i'm favorite actually john i am actually really stoked about that i enjoyed that game a lot uh ghost of tsushima
1: looked awesome totally missed it at e3 this year but you know we missed sony and now we're finally going to see what they were holding back on us yep shenmue 3 uh shenmue 3 uh let's see if they can sell out to anybody else like maybe they're gonna you know hey we decided to get even more money from somebody else sorry
0: epic game store we're going to another new launcher we're fucking everybody over they just had a collector's edition for a hundred dollars in limited run games oh my god. yeah so there was that uh and a neo 2 i'm not excited about that (sighs) i wasn't excited for everything yeah but you know what i am excited about ryan nintendo's new feature oh they're too small to be a hula hoop ring too small to be a hula hoop in a huge san francisco apartment which we know is just a joke and uh yeah it basically you pointed out it looked like switch fit yeah it's a a very enthusiastic look at
1: people doing stuff seemingly on their own like like it doesn't i think nintendo's gone beyond games and they're just trying to make you use your imagination you just put your switch joy cons on your leg and in this ring and you just go nuts and uh, you know they don't even have to make a game for it it's really the best marketing move for nintendo uh accessory
0: without a game to go with it think of all the money they'll save so we're recording on september 11th the trailer we saw said more information September 12th. I'm hoping to have our podcast episode released by that by the time that comes out. It is quite possibly the dumbest trailer I've ever seen. There's so many people excited in so many different cities and there's no game. And you're just, just like keep waiting for the camera to pan over to the TV.
1: But nope, it stays on on the dude who's like. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can, I can push this ring together. The one guy that's like sitting there waving his hips and he's got the ring over his head. Yeah. It's just like, what are you doing, man? It looks like I told John. I was like, this is, this is the future of Mario Party right here. Oh God, dude, the guy doing a scissor kicks on the floor. I'm yeah. like, God, please do not have that as Mario we'll, Party. We'll
1: see how this goes. It looks like it's probably easier to manufacture, way easier to manufacture than the Wii Fit, because hey. when I was working in that Target next to that GameStop. I laughed at people coming in looking for the Wii Fit. For months, that thing was sold out. I never even saw one
0: because they would be sold out by the time my shift started. Hey, now I can pick them up at Goodwill for $2 a pop, and they're in stacks. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing to point out with this is, you know, it does look a little sturdier than, um, you know, some other items they've released. I mean, they're really, like, if they're actually working this thing,
1: if this thing is any kind of resistance training... Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna say that it's actually gonna work, but yeah, I mean, Nintendo will definitely make a bunch of money because this thing does not look like it probably cost them very much to make one.
0: No, not at all. I mean, you know, here's the thing: for Nintendo, of the last year or so, it's really been a year of success. I, I would define it by that, and what I mean by that is, you know, if this is just as successful as a Nintendo Labo, I'll be shocked. Right? Like, you know, there you can't get past that pinnacle of Nintendo Labo when it comes to random-ass accessories from Nintendo. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Well, Ryan, I think uh, we're at the end of our news segment, and I think you know what that means. Time for the Inflation Deflation Challenge.
1: Today, up on the chopping block, we have loaded for PlayStation 1, also known as
0: Blood Factory in Japan. Dude, after playing that game, Blood Factory should have been the title in the U.S. as well. Right.
1: So uh, this game comes to you from Gremlin Interactive whom I've never played another game from them. Uh, published by Interplay, this game was released back on the PS1 and the Sega Saturn in uh, December of 95. Uh, it got uh, it got like 8's, a little higher than 8's for Playstation and six, a little under six for Saturn. So it didn't review that well but uh, you know, this game was really interesting. It's a top down Uh, shooter game it's got a lot of gore and it is set in kind of a uh it's like a futuristic prison planet and you're up to two players trying to escape and uh shooting anything and everything on your way out it's uh it's interesting it's a little creepy It's a little kind of fun, and it was way better than I thought. Like, looking at this game earlier today, I wasn't sure how it was going to be, but with a little shine and a little polish and a nice HD Shazam and a little tweaking here and there, this I could see being a very popular modern
0: indie game. Yeah, I mean, I've played games like this that are... A little more modern than PlayStation One, very similar. Uh, there's a few zombie. I think it's Zombie Nation, if I'm correct, was a very similar style game that was released on the PlayStation Three on the PSN store, and I enjoyed that one a lot. If Loaded got a re-release or HD remake, that would be sweet. I would totally pick this up and play the hell out of it. I would love two players on this. We could easily bang this out today, for yeah, sure. We had a we had a real good time. Now the game is very very simple. Uh,
1: But the graphics, for the time, look amazing, and it has this totally useless zoom function. I wouldn't say it's useless. I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, it got us a little closer look at some stuff, but for the most part, it wasn't useful at all. Yeah, I could see that. It was still... I used it, just not a whole lot. And uh, I really like the way the menu system works. So, each character has a kind of front and back panel... That on the one side shows your health, your ammo, how many specials you have left to use, and then if you hit circle, it flips it over, and on the back it shows a map. So either player can pull up the map whenever they want, or flip to their stats whenever they want, and it does make for a very easy, simple-to-use interface that gives you all of your information. Except for the coins, we were collecting all kinds of what seemed like money, I'm For that, we never found. I'm guessing that went to
0: our points at the end. I didn't ever see a point system anywhere, even in the level transition. Well, the point, it didn't really tell us any. Yeah, at the very bottom, it told us points. Like I had 2960-something. You had 2680. Oh, I didn't see oh, that. Point. Yeah, yeah. It was at the bottom. That's why I was like, how did I get more points than oh. you? Because your accuracy was oh, better. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the now, end. Here's, oh, I killed you at accuracy. You know, I think a big part of that, though, was I was using the flamethrower versus uh-huh. you were using bullets. And I had to get super close to enemies, so I was blasting through more ammo I was than doing you.
1: way better when I was getting closer too, though.
0: Well, the other thing is I was blowing We played up two all different characters.
1: I played, um, what was it, Captain Arms, and I played Butch. Yeah, it was
0: a uh, very interesting. Well, there's six character or, designs, six or eight different characters that I you can. I think it's p- six. Yeah, that you can pick from, and. They all have like their different speeds and different types of armor and different weapons that you can utilize, different specials. So you can I think you start out with two specials initially. So my character had uh, this whole thing where a ring of fire would pop out from him and destroy I everything. A ring of darkness. And you had a ring of like darkness or poison or something that like turned everybody to mush, mm. which was pretty cool. So overall, man, I like this game. The the overall gameplay was great. The controls felt very smooth. The only thing I didn't like is it was a little repetitive in that when we started playing the second level, it was just like, okay, we just played the first level. I don't know, like there's 15 levels, that think I you mean, said. We didn't get far in the second level, but the level
1: design was so labyrinthian that by the end of the first level, we backtracked all the way to the beginning and that's finally how we got out of the level. So either we had to do all that or we, we did. did a lot of that on accident I think that's part of it, is that we did a lot of that
0: when like we didn't need It seemed need to. like
1: we could have just gotten out, but I'm assuming there must have been a key card that we picked up that we didn't notice. Sometimes the pickups were a little hard to see, and sometimes your characters, like because of the actual low definition of the graphics and the way it displays on the TV, it was kind of hard at certain points to tell exactly what was going on, and it seemed a little laggy. It It wasn't the best experience but it definitely was fun and worth doing anyways
0: yeah at some point i definitely want to get uh the the guest room that i have here in the house i want to get that set up with an older tv so we can put in some of these games and not have to worry about the whole stretching and pixelation on a lot of these titles because i think that we're kind of doing ourselves a disservice with some of these games when we do play it on you know newer tvs it's not like they're unplayable i mean i'm playing a playstation one game on a 4k right now well and that's that's really the thing is that
1: if you're going to be a serious collector you know whatever we're talking about the inflation and deflation of these games you know that's just the price for the game you got to have the setup too you got to have the console you got to have you know good controllers in working condition, you got to have space set up where all this is comfortable because nowadays I feel like bigger TVs, you're sitting further away on a couch, you need those wireless controllers unless you want cords all over the ground, you know, having the setup to actually be able to play these games is really ultimately what makes it worth it or not. If you just need shelf dressing... You're just gonna wait for the game to be its cheapest price. So right now, what we're looking at with this game, the uh, the most expensive version of this game, we've got thirty seven seventeen for the Sega Saturn, and uh, cheapest version is gonna be the loose nine ninety four for PS one. So right now, that is the price loose.
0: Right now, it's. Uh, It's the cheapest. That's that's for the greatest hits, or is that for the black label? Because I feel the black label long box is a lot more money. Uh, so it says in
1: here, let me see, loaded. So loaded is going for greatest hits is actually more expensive than the black label. Really? Yeah, and the long box is actually cheaper than the black label. Is that according to this? Yeah, on oh. price charting for the loose. Well, I guess loose doesn't matter if it's a uh, long box or not. So no, the long box is 1797 versus the current 1440 complete inbox uh for the black label, and the greatest hits is fifteen sixty five. So yeah, for whatever reason, the greatest hits is actually more expensive. It's it's really just due to the price people are selling it at. You know, that's probably an inaccuracy just with Online auctions, people mislabeling things, people outbidding
0: each other and winding up paying more than what the market price well, actually is. Not necessarily. It's just a collection of averages. Not necessarily, though. Sometimes greatest hits they didn't release a whole lot of them, so sometimes you do run into a situation where, say, for example, Black Label they released a hundred thousand copies, but the greatest hits only had twenty thousand. Okay. To get that green label, which is absolutely horrible in my opinion john was just complaining about it earlier i've got like six on my shelf and i absolutely hate them and this is one of them yeah and that's one of them yeah
1: but it's actually you have the more valuable
0: well i wish i had a long box i wish i had a long box version
1: but and i was telling him earlier uh, i just saw this game two days ago at a store and i was like huh that's weird and then john proposed it today and i went back to the store to see if i could find
0: it and somebody already picked it up. So uh super random for me, by the way. Like you just said, what are we playing today? I'm like, I don't know. Let me just go on my database and basically scroll till I find something I've wanted to play. Well, if you just bought a long box copy of
1: uh loaded in the Mesa, Arizona area at a bookman's, you uh I hope that you paid uh let's see, what is it? Long box 1797
0: I hope you paid less than eighteen bucks. If it's a Bookmans, it's probably twenty. Twenty, probably about twenty in a Bookmans. Um, well, for my overall review of this game, uh, I see on here that the reception was an eight on the PlayStation One. Yep, I would probably say if it's a fair grade for it. I would say an eight out of ten would be a at the a time good point. that this came out. The music's back in '95. Yeah, my, the music was that awesome. was my favorite part yeah. of it.
1: But back in 95, like, I would have rocked this game. Like I said, with just a little bit of tweaking here and there, I would buy this game now. You know, I think that it's, it's really interesting. I think it's really interesting. I think that I've played games like this and had much less fun with them just through, I don't know, the art style. I looked at a lot more stuff online before i got into the game when we got here and uh read the weird wacky backstory i feel like if some of that story was expressed in a better way like a cut scene or something before it was supposed to
0: be you would
1: get more of an appreciation for what's going on
0: yeah well net net man uh complete in box we have on here it looks like an average of 1440 1440 and that peaked at uh 1995
1: back in July 2019 since then it's taken a sharp downturn so if this is a game that you're looking to get into or want to try out uh now's actually not a bad time to pick it up because it uh it's you know 5 bucks down from just a few months ago and uh, if you can get it while it's low i would say that for 15 bucks, complete in box. Uh it's probably a little overpriced still, but I feel like I feel like if I could get this game complete in box for like 12 bucks,
0: I think I would pay 12 bucks to you, play this so game. You think it's inflated? I I do. I'm going to say deflated. Really? Yeah, so I would say that I think this game is worth more than 15 bucks. I think it's not no, it's fourteen forty. I think it's worth fifteen. Okay. Sixty cents more. Okay. So um it's about right on price point of what I would expect. I mean, you got fifteen levels. You've got maybe four, five hours of gameplay, less, maybe three. Um, but if you figure the average movie fifteen dollars for two people, I think this is this would be worth it if you wanted to kill some time and have a game that you could pick up with a friend and just blast through every now and then through multiplayer or single player. I think fifteen bucks would be a fair price point to purchase this game at. Now, if you found it at ten dollars or twelve dollars, I would definitely pick it up. Anything more than fifteen bucks, totally not worth it in my in my opinion. So yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, so I guess overall, it's both inflated and deflated. We're we're at odds with this one. So let us know what you think.
1: Somewhere online, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you want to find us. We're at uh, the Game Deflators, except for Twitter, where it's just Game Deflators. Yep, Podbean, iTunes. Leave us some reviews. Give us
0: five stars, even if you think we're four stars. Give us five stars. Nobody's gonna tell. And we've also mentioned before, nothing less than five stars. There, are, there's only five stars. Only five stars allowed. If you got four stars, don't comment. Well. Ryan, I think next week we need to try and figure out a way to get into spirit of Halloween. So uh, I'm thinking Nightmare Before Christmas on PS2. Well, let's wait till closer to Halloween for that one. We've already discussed this. Walmart and Hobby Lobby are like 10 steps ahead of us. That's true. All right, we're doing it. Right. Nightmare Before Christmas next week. You should look that game up really quick while you got it on there. Just, uh, Just to surprise yourself as to what the price point is on this. What's it for? Say, uh PlayStation 2. I want to say when I picked it up, it was going for about eight dollars complete in box when I first picked it up. And that was five. Boogie's Revenge ago? or The Pumpkin King? Boogie's Revenge. Okay. A lot higher than you would expect. Is it though? Let me see. Let me see where it's at. Let me just make We're sure not this gonna is spoil, spoil it here. You'll have to tune in to find out. Is this one? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, no, that's definitely higher than I would expect. Really? Yeah, you go on eBay and are like rare. It's not rare. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. It's not the type of game I would normally play. But we won't spoil it, and don't spoil it for yourself either. Oogie's Revenge next yeah. week. Tune in next week, folks. For episode 46. Yeah. That being said. On the road to 50. Four more no. One, two, three. Four. Is it five more episodes? I'm bad at math right now. Yeah. Five more episodes. Yep. All right. Include next week. Well, I'm John. I'm Ryan. And we are the, the Game, Game Deflators. Deflators.